In today's episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Dr. Alison Kay. For more than 25 years, Dr. Alison Kay has practiced as mind, body, energy healer, founding the vibrational upgrade system and working in yoga, meditation, qigong, energy medicine, mind body, mind, body fitness, longevity and holistic health with a specialization in the chakra system. Considered one of the world's leading experts in the fields of new thought, subtle energy and energy medicine and human potential field. She has spoken and taught around the world and has written three books, three award-winning books. And in today's episode, we're speaking to Dr. Alison Kay about the ways to invite money into your life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the wonderful, the fabulous Dr. Alison Kay. Welcome, Dr. Kay. I am so glad to be with you for this conversation. I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you. And uh, so Dr. K, everyone's heard how amazing and fabulous you are. And obviously we had a, a good um, you know, conversation with you on Friday Future as well. But once again, please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. I developed a system after living in Asia for 10 years, going there as an energy medicine practitioner and a um, yoga meditation teacher. I learned loads of how energy flows and how it intermingles with consciousness and how the two work together collaboratively in that subtle energies is a science. So I created the vibration upgrade system, which is half energy medicine and half my background as yoga meditation teacher to help people get free to live up to their potential. Wonderful. And so today we're going to be talking about the ways to invite money into your life. So tell us, um, Dr. Alison, how would, you know, how would we start? I mean, uh, you know, what would do we do? Clear the thing that from the conversation on Friday, you mentioned that we have to first clear our limiting beliefs or our, our, our thoughts around money, right? Yeah. So here's one. Living in Asia for 10 years, I was in Taiwan and Taiwan's considered a feminine country and mm-hmm. America, United States is considered a masculine country. Pretty obvious. So I remember like dating a Chinese guy locally there. And I found that he was very dreamy and lived in his imagination a lot and um, was very clairsentient and feeling oriented. And that's part of the Chinese culture is being Mm -hmm. aware of energy when you're interacting as a group, keeping the group harmony. But when it came to action, it was different than in the United States. And I really played with how I thought to create our reality in Taiwan, because I didn't read for the majority of the signs that were around me or the newspapers. I could speak Chinese, but I couldn't read it. And so I was able to unplug to enough of a degree to really play with how my thoughts and perceptions created my reality. So for example, I got stared at a lot. My hair was even lighter than it is now. It was blonde, Mm. blue eyes, and they would stare into my eye color. So it was really invasive, and penetrating because they weren't looking at me. They were looking at the color of my eyes and they literally would get like the students, um, Mm -hmm. not at my school, but at um, local, totally Chinese schools. 
that was in out in public, I would get stared at a lot. So, and I even later on led trainings for the new um, foreign teachers coming in um, to talk about the staring as a part of their initiate, not the initiation, their, um, I can't remember the word right now, but when they first came there, their orientation, mm-hmm. uh, how to deal with the staring. So I played with that. One day I treated it as with the perception of, okay, so I'm going to let the staring feel like, make me feel like a rock star. So every time I get stared at, I'd be like, (laughs) you know, I'd let it give me that kind of feeling. I'd I'd make sure that that was the perception I had for the thought and reaction or in response to. The next day I played with, okay, let me perceive this as invasive and mean and not a good thing. And I looked at the difference in the two days and my overall outcomes and what happened each day. And so I really unplugged from my conditioning and used as an American and used this time. This was not my first time overseas. I've been traveling and living overseas multiple times, but this is the longest. And I really became aware of my conditioning. And one of the pieces of conditioning we have in the West, particularly in the United States is to be productive. Mm -hmm. Being a young or a masculine country, the UK is as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but to a lesser degree compared to the United States, there's, there's a bit more balance here with the, the mystical and the magical and the non-rational, whereas we need things proven in the United States. We need things being able to be pointed to in order to believe it. We need things backed up with so much scientific validation that there's no reliance on anything other than proof mm-hmm. and scientific orientation, but the doing in the action orientation and the making things happen, all of that is yang energy. And all of that, if you think of how energy flows, because I also teach Qigong, there's a movement that I love to do. It's called the pushing and pulling of the waves. Mm-hmm. So when we are taking up all that space by doing, there is no room in front of us. There's no opening for receiving. And in order to have new possibilities, opportunities, money, come into our life, support, there needs to be room. Nature abhors a vacuum. Mm. So by all focus being on output and making happen and our five secrets too, and our five step formulas too, and our five steps and our action orientation and our doing all of that's assertion and even aggressive at times. Yeah. Mm. It's all young and masculine. So it leaves no balance with the feminine or the receptivity or the yin, which is the inspiration, the interior world, the intuitive guidance, the seeding of an idea before we voice it so we can't get naysayers to knock us off of our, our desire to go for it. So there is this balance that we are just starting to hear articulated more widely that those, I have a PhD. I am, I've been a ridiculously successful professional. I've owned this um, multiple six figure business for 12 years in a field that people are afraid to charge in. And I've been one of the main voices for no more energy work, no more play with energy, no more free sessions. This is a profession Mm -hmm. and let's treat it as such. Excuse my sternness there, but the point being- No, I agree that, with you completely, 110%. Thank you. But the point I'm making is that in understanding, so as yoga, in yoga, as a yoga teacher, they modeled all the poses after watching animals in nature. Mm. Qigong teaches me more about the way energy naturally flows in the universe. So it teaches me about universal laws. And so I've come to understand, combining all of this, that when we're- doing all this focus on output as we're trained to in the West and we make it happen, we take action. 
we're leaving no room for that receptivity. So making something happen in our professional lives actually takes more energy than if we were balanced and we heard an intuitive idea and inspired us. And then we waited, waited as in air quotes for the first step of the how. We didn't think our mind had to sit down and make a list of the five first steps to get to our target or our goal. But instead we recognize that it will be more of an organic breadcrumb process with the first how, the first step to the how, we take it. Then the next one gets pulled in. But the more receptive we are, meaning the more opening there is in front of us, the more balanced we are, we can then pull in support, synchronicities, new colleagues, new opportunities, money. So if we're busy thinking we're all on our own and have to make it happen all ourselves, then it is going to be that way. And we're leaving no room for working with the universal laws of attraction or the law of attraction or universal law of magnetics to have our energy do our work for us. For example, the heart chakra, the more cleared it is. So self-nurturance and self-care is what are two of the aspects of the heart chakra, but so is receptivity. And so is magnetism. So desires sit in the solar plexus, the upper belly. So if my heart, if I'm not engaging in self-care or self-nurturance, and I don't feel like I'm worth self-care or self-nurturance, and I'm doing a whole lot of output, and I'm doing a whole lot of overgiving, and I'm not leaving room for receiving or self-care or self-nurturance, then I'm blocking the ability of my heart chakra to also be able to magnetize, to emanate out, to communicate with the Tao, the universal field of unlimited possibilities, to bring in that support. So I'm efforting more. Mm. I'm working harder. Whereas we have, that's why my second book subtitled Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, is titled A Conspiracy for Your Bliss. Because when our energetics, our subtle energy system, the science that it is, is valued and worked with, with our consciousness in collaboration with it, it's meant to be a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun. And money is neutral. I am going to shift gears a little bit here. I spent years, me paying to work with a global community of leaders from like 2011 to about 2015 or 16, daily doing clearings on money to remove the projections from humanity of money's bad, only greedy people have a lot of it, money's evil, all evil things come from uh, money, all those projections that have weighed money down and cleaning it day in and day out with these certain focused targeted energy for people around the globe for years that I paid to do. And I say that because I had already been working on clearing money blocks, but I realized too that there's this piece of guidance I got standing under the stars, like around 2012 to 2014. I don't remember right now. And it's abundance for all. Mm -hmm. There's a vibration that's coming in that I've been talking about since then about abundance for all, meaning that no matter your race, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your country, gender, background, history, past, abuse, parents, non-abuse, education levels, Money is neutral. It behaves in the way our beliefs tell it to behave. So, Great. yeah. So I love to absolutely transmute and transform into the positive messaging at an unconscious and subconscious and conscious level of money is my friend instead of money. I'm bad with money. Money hates me. 
and all the like their their victimization to money and the seriousness. You could talk and joke about everything. But when it comes to money, do you notice how serious people automatically get? Like it's the one thing people won't mess around with, or it's the one thing people are ultra serious about, even more so than their health, for God's sakes, is money, you know? And so it's getting people to the point of what I call empowered abundance, where no matter your background, like I've already listed, you can have clearings and activations on your consciousness so that you transform your beliefs into something that's more friendly to money in that you're not a victim to your past or your beliefs or anything outside of you, but just you're able now to make a new choice and continue to make choices in that new direction, retraining your neurological pathways and retraining your choices that you're habituated to making. So you're changing your behavior with money. That sounds fabulous. And I, and and I do it. It's, it actually happens. <laughs> well, I, I don't add it for a second because everything you're talking about is something, is something that I do with my clients. And it's just, uh, I, and, I was, uh, and I tune into people's energy. So when you do this, I'm going to say this, I was tuning into your energy and just sort of <laughs> wasn't on a journey with you. And I know the importance of this because I've seen it from, uh, firsthand. And I'm going to share experience with you that this exactly happened with me when during the last 10 days of Ramadan. Uh, when I purposely switched off work, I, I reduced my workload as much as possible. I was staying up at night and I, I was sleeping in, in, in the mornings and during the day. And I was focused all completely on my spiritual journey, my connection with devices and energy. And obviously I was fasting as well. And it took me on another journey, but I wasn't actively thinking about my business or multiple businesses and multiple businesses. And I just wanted particular, this particular goal that I had. One was why, as I mentioned in the Friday feature, I've got my why as to why I want the kind of money that I want. Because it wasn't thinking, it wasn't making sense to me at all. Why the hell do I want the kind of money? What the hell for? What am I going to do with it? And why am I so motivated? It's something that it wasn't just for, because I'm not egotistical. I have nothing fame or nothing. I have none of those desires. So why the frigging hell do I want to be the next Elon Musk? What, what's, the, what's the need for it? So that was given to me. But more importantly, another pathway, okay, so I wanted a passive income and I was trying to figure out what's the easiest way, give me a way. And it wasn't like, oh, I have to think, think, think. It was just put a, put it out in the universe. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, and this is the, the striking thing. And when you said that, I'm like, yeah, that works every single time. And this is what I talk about as well. Get the inspiration. Give your desires over, over you know, well, voice your desires. Because I always say, that you, if you have a desire, it means it, that thing already exists in the 3D, in the, in the spiritual world. You just have to manifest and bring it to physical 3D world. So I had that desire. I voiced it and I connected with device. Okay, you gave me the desire. Show me how to make it happen. As soon as the 10 days were over, I think on the last night, I was given a pathway and I've implemented it and already got it into action. So it's already happened in the last two, three years, um, two, three days. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing, the thing about it. When you quieten down and connect to your higher self and device's energy, when you slow yourself down, you're able to hear or listen to or get the inspiration that you need to take certain actions. And this pathway has been in front of me the whole entire time for the last six yeah. months. This person being in my energy field for the last six months. <laughs> I checked her email and she emailed me six months ago and I just didn't bother responding to her. Like, I, I'll, I'll get back to it. And I know it wasn't me doing it. I just didn't get back, get around to it. But now thinking back, it wasn't the time. Now it, it was. Yep. So it's it, it, this, what you just said is so important. And, I, and yesterday I said as well that you need to pause, you need to stop and reflect work out what your why is and also get the inspiration how to get to where you need to get to the the, the pathway if you have a desire 
it's already in your in your in as I, as I call it your 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 spiritual warehouse your universal warehouse is already there you just now have to get shipped over to your physical 3d world <laughs> yep and that's one of the definitions of magic is to create something out of nothing I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. And I think, I think we've lost in touch with our ability to create magic we now look upon people like you know Ronaldo who came from nothing and has created a magnificent life for himself and uh, other these amazing um, leaders or even someone like Stephen Hawking who has um, from one side of it has has severe um, you know disadvantages but is one of the most brilliant minds of us of fine century if not you know you know for you know for the recent history at all we just look upon these individuals and think they're lucky they are special or you know they must have something the, the this magic pill or something that we don't have whereas the truth is you dr Allison, me and every single person listen to this podcast and everyone who's not done as well we all have this ability to create magic we just need to get in touch with it wouldn't you say yeah i believe that our world has become overly rationalistic in the west yeah. in particular yeah. And so, and it's also because we've been um, a patriarchy for a couple hundred years now in the West. And so the patriarchy needs order and reason in order to quell the wildness mm. of the feminine. Because when we are listening to our intuition, we are not as easily controllable nor predictable. Mm. So the mind, the ego mind is referred to in Buddhism, loves logic, order, control, mm. concrete, sequential. And we're not living in like around, I don't know, well, you could say 2012, right? Because that's what the Mayans predicted. That's what Yogi Pajan said was the end of one era, the beginning of a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, even professional astrologers, end of the age of Aquarius, end of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. So mm-hmm. 2012 was a marker. So let's say that in 2012, it started to be a new world in that we're no longer relying on Newtonian physics. And that's mm-hmm. like where, you know, the cue ball is predictable. Yeah. It's going to go hit that ball. Everything's concrete, sequential. Instead, we're in quantum physics of a background where there's uh, leaps, there's quirks, there's sparks, there's unpredictable stuff happening. And so that coincides with this time where we're rebalancing the divine feminine with the divine masculine. So I am in awe incessantly over this divine and the master genius behind all of creation. I think this is, uh, when you pause to think for a moment, I think that when and you really connect to device energy, I mean, every, there are some people who still are, who say that, you know, there's no such thing as God or devices energy and they're atheist. And, and I'm not here to criticize anyone's beliefs, but I find it's very difficult to digest the idea that this whole universe and it, its creation came into being without a universal mind, um, you know, navigating all the intricacies that's, that's part of it. But coming back to the other question, the, the title we have, ways to invite money into our life. So what would be the best way to invite more money into our life? Okay. So one of the ways is recognizing. So this is where some of the work I do helps with increased attachment so that you have more ability to observe, do your best to observe 
your beliefs around money. So let's say you're expecting this check or you're expecting this outcome with money or you're wanting money to come in and look at what your mind is producing for thoughts around it. Because one of the habits that happens that goes by completely under the radar typically is deflecting, rejecting money, mm-hmm. like a pushing it away, especially when it's easy. So like there's these idea, there's a zone of like, I need to prove myself in order to be worthy of having that money come in, or I can't just receive, I have to earn it some way. This is a give and take universe, or I'm not good enough to just to have that amount of money. So there's all these different beliefs that I work on clearing and they might come from traumas. They might come from um, all sorts of different sources without going into it now, but instead of rejecting money, you could ask the question, what, I wonder what it would feel like to be more inviting to money. Mm. I wonder what it would look like for me to be more friendly to money. So you'll notice I'm not saying for money to be more friendly to me. I'm saying where you have the power. I wonder what it would be like to have, to be more of an invitation to money coming in with Mm. great influence. So I know that I used to teach um, this in workshops physically when uh, I was doing more localized work and the idea of a door behind me, let's just pretend there's one. And so, you know how, like, especially as a classroom teacher for 12 years, you know how good it feels to be the right one with the right answer and how entrained to that we are. <laughs> yeah. I got the right answer. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to know, yeah. um, says the woman with the PhD. So uh, you can think of that like the door is closed. When you ask a question, the door opens. Mm. So it, the, it gives space for the universe to come in and inform or guide or give. So the less you, you so also observing your mind for where it's so orgasmic over being right. is a really good thing because the more you can come out of, I need to prove myself is right, or I need to be right, or I need to know. It's especially the idea of knowing, moving beyond just the right. Mm -hmm. I need to know. I, the ego mind, one of its primary characteristics after being totally self-absorbed is it needs to know. So learning to live in the unpredictable wildness of the intuitive in the spirit or the feminine is not something that the ego mind likes because it can't predict. It wants to know it's given to us to help us navigate the physical plane, the 3d plane. We have five physical senses. Obviously we have thresholds on each of them. So we don't go crazy because it really is that much multidimensional data going on all around us at all times. So as we meditate, and open and expand our consciousness, these thresholds are lessened a bit by bit. So we do perceive more. So with all of that data that's actually going on around us, being able to understand that this is something to interact with, like there's presence here, you know, in, in, in getting more in tune with the invisible and understanding that like energy flows out of your palms and having more of an uh, an acceptance and a welcoming to that which is invisible and that which is unknowable. Hmm. One of the Native American tribes, a few of them actually call God or divine great mystery. And it's actually, I've been playing with this this year a lot, actually during COVID, welcoming and even appreciating the mystery. Hmm. 
because I mean, look at me, I've been studying energy medicine and subtle energy and consciousness for like 28 years and how it works. And so there's a lot of answers I've gone to get that are really relatively unknowable, like to explain the invisible. And so that's really looking at explaining how the universal laws, but this awe, I and it just increases the awe I have in the great mystery and what operates between the known and what operates between the scene, like what's taking place behind the scenes. I have found myself saying for years now, like part of what's rebalancing now is an, instead of taking for granted that which is invisible, like a mother's love or like unconditional love or like our life force or like the earth being in balance so we can live on it, taking for granted no longer these things that are the most fundamental to our lives. And I was saying this before Greta came out with global warming and that it got its increase. I've been saying this for a long time. It really feels like the noise of the daily mind unmanaged makes us take everything for granted to the point that you can then complain. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, like, like living as a complainer. So that's another way you can invite money into your life. Like you, I know a lot of people go to parties or they're in social events. And the thing to do is to complain yeah. how bad things are. Check it out. See if you could associate it with a new group of people or see if you could get your group of people in. I know it's going to sound almost even cheesy, maybe to some people where you're sitting there, like in a, what you're grateful for, or you're sitting there talking about like what you're excited to create or what went well that day or what's going well. Like, it's really rare to hear people go around and say like, yeah, my latest investment just made a couple hundred grand. I couldn't believe it. Or yeah, my latest uh, people talk like that. And they're perceived as like, you know, braggers. Snobbish. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. And, 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 and we do have a sense that that's inappropriate. I'm not suggesting going around and bragging about your biggest financial gains, but what I am suggesting is having a bit more balance and out of the uh, immersion of the complainer yeah. so that you can celebrate life more because the more that we're celebrating life, that's our higher vibration, mm-hmm. that's opener, more open, opener. That's a good word, Alison. That's a more open heart. That's a more receptive heart. That's a more magnetizing heart. That's going to allow more money to come in. And it's not, it could be as simple as gratitude, but I, I like, I, I, I don't want to just, I do want things to be simple, but I feel like I've been this voice for like 12 years on social media. There are so many memes that make the law of attraction sound so simple. Surrender. When that's not like, for example, I'm saying surrender mm-hmm. is one of them. And just in case somebody missed that, surrender is not appropriate at all stages on the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. There are times when you have to take control over your self-management or you mm-hmm. have to take an action step. And surrender is the exact opposite of what you want to be doing. So I feel like there's oversimplification on social media because of social media, as great as it is, and all that it allows us to do, you know, that I really want to be clear that it's not just about gratitude. And and if you're not experiencing manifesting what you want after a week of using gratitude daily, that means the stuff doesn't work. It's just a little bit more complex than that. (laughs) The energy has to shift more. I think I agree. I think this oversimplification of what um, what the law of vibration is, because then the the law of attractions, the underlying law of that is law of vibration. Whatever vibration you're in, is what you're going to attract. And the beauty of the of gratitude is, if you are if your dominant vibration is of law is in gratitude, 
then that's you'll attract more things to be grateful for. That's what most of the books say, or the holy books say, and including the you know, uh, uh, holy book, the grasses as well. The issue is people don't understand what gratitude means, I think. I, I, I really feel that. I think a lot of people pay lip service to being grateful. I'm grateful for my life. That really... Um, you know, that's not enough. You know, you, you should be, when you're grateful, you are so touched to the core of your being that yeah. you are brought to tears. That's when you're grateful. And normally it happens, you know, when you are grateful for things that you love and which are priceless, things which I love or things or, or people that I love, my kids. And um, what am I grateful for? My health, my kids' health and so forth. I can list them off. And as I'm talking it, I my energy will expand, but also my voice will start to, to to you know to moisten I you, know, you can probably see the tears running up in my eyes because I'm just that grateful but I am in tune with the energy of gratitude most people are not I think that's another problem that we have that we have all these things that people want to see and feel and say yeah I'm, I'm, I'm you know they read the book like think and grow rich or you know Richard poured out or whatever and they say they tick those it's like a tick box I do this and I do that and I do this and you yeah. know but law of attraction doesn't work and I say well law of attraction is working all the time it's a law of vibration whatever vibration you're in that's what you're attracting People are not willing to take responsibility for themselves. This is the problem. And they're not willing to take responsibility for their vibration. They are still living from the outside in rather than from the inside out. I think this is a major problem. And these are the same people who then go and say, well, the law of attraction doesn't work. Keep that in mind because it is a bit more complex. Just because you're in the right vibration does not mean it's going to be smooth sailing. Nothing's smooth sailing. We all know this, right? If you look at anybody's success stories, it's never been an upward trajectory. It's been up and down, round, coming back, back to square one, all the way up, sub-zero, and then back up again. That <laughs> is success. It doesn't mean it's going to be an upward trajectory that way. It has to have all these trips and turvy curvies because the universe will test you. It will test your resolve. It will, as we were talking before in, in Friday feature, they will put you some obstacles in your way to really test. You really sure you want this? Are you sure you have this? And sometimes those obstacles are absolutely essential to build your character. I remember doing a podcast about this a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now. When I say I have my life is full of being obstacles one way or another from the day I was born, I think, um, and all the way through. But every single obstacle in my life, I'm grateful for. Why? Because it's built my character. Now, I hated being in that time. I promise you, I'm not, I'm not, you know, crazy. I hated being in that test at that time, but it built my character. One of my biggest ones I'm very, very proud of is I'm severely dyslexic, yet I am a lawyer qualified in three jurisdictions. I imagine how much I used to read. And I didn't know I was dyslexic until 19. Now, the fact that I didn't know until 19, I studied hard. Bloody hell did I study. Did yeah. I study? All I did was study. I had no idea about study. I was a work bookworm to the core. I would wake up at four in the morning, go to sleep at 10, and I'd find all these techniques to teach myself and learn because I had the drive and I've always had the drive. But I am so grateful for being able to go through that uh, that period of my life because I don't know anybody else who works as hard as I do. The work ethic that was built in me because of the studying period in my life I could never, I, I could never get that if I didn't go through it. The person I am today and the kind of the way I was able to, be, to forgive my ex and the, the drive I had for my kids, if I didn't have that, there's a time in my life when I was sitting on my dining table for various reasons, I'm not going to go into a hell of time now. I had 137 pounds, which is approximately $150 now, coming to me every four weeks. That's all I had to pay the mortgage, the food, electricity, gas, everything. And my ex had pulled the financial card because he wanted me to accept his um, you know, girlfriend as his second wife and whatever. And I said, no, um, so he wouldn't pay me. 
I, I wasn't able to go to the government because I had property. And um, yeah, so the, I was seen as rich, but I couldn't touch it because we we're going through divorce. I was literally boxed in. I had no one to turn to. Now, that was the most difficult time. And I wouldn't wish that I'm a worst enemy yet. I'm grateful for that time because I know if I can come out there, I can do anything. And that time I remember I was crying, not because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't be able to pay the bills or whatever. It'd be my kids. How am I going to feed my kids? My first and foremost, how am I going to feed my two kids? I had a, I had a nine-year-old and I had a five-year-old and that's it. And who was not, who were not seeing the dad and they were used to, they were pulled out of the private schools. They were used to certain kind of lifestyle from being in that lifestyle to having nothing, literally food. I had no money for food. I was rationing my money for food. Being in that scenario, I'm so grateful for it. And this is, unfortunately, people don't realize everything that you go through is a training. But coming back to the point of gratitude, people who complain see this. Well, I had this happen to me and I had that happen to you. Great. That means you've got fun, you know, training, isn't it? You built your character. You must love who you are right now. Because without those things that happened to you, you would not be who you are. And if you don't like you who you are, well, that's what you need to work on first. <laughs> like who you are. Okay. So it's been a fabulous conversation with you, Dr. Alison Kate. I would love Thank to you. have you back. You are so fabulous. I wish you'd known that you, know, you were here earlier. I would actually come and see you because I'm in UK too, but we'll talk about that afterwards. But yeah, thank you so much. I think we need to have you back because you are so amazing and such a lovely conversation. But for the time being, yeah, I enjoyed it too. Please tell everybody, how can we connect with you? How can we learn from you and how can we work with you? Well, my signature program where I work the most on money blockages and where you get the most help is my magic manifestation and money flow program. And that's on my website, vibrationalupgrade.com. Just look under work with me and you'll see programs and one-on-ones. Um, so go into programs in the on the page there, you'll see magic manifestation and money flow. Wow, that was unnecessary. So that was vibrationalupgrade.com. Um, and then uh, there's a free Facebook group I'm in that I give daily coaching. It's uh, really great. That's Vibrational Upgrade on Facebook. My books are on Amazon, Allison, one LJ, middle initial K-A-Y, and then uh, YouTube channel too. Wonderful. Now, if you are listening to us on podcast, remember all the links that Dr. Alison K has just mentioned will be on the on the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, down below in the description section, once again, we have all the links. Do check her out. She's one kick-ass lady and fabulous, fabulous, fabulous person, human being too. I'm reading around to speak. And she's amazing. I'm a fan. So thank you so much, Dr. K, for being a guest with us. And we have to have you back soon. But thank you okay. for being with us. It's going to be thank my you. honor to come back again. Blessings. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Dr. Alison Kay today. I will be back with another amazing guest on another Money Talkie segment of finding out from them how you and I can build a better business. But until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. Bye. Namaste. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.